while you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With Wednesday's 830 on the Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include an historic moment yesterday in St. Paul, some real winter cold for Minnesota, and the end of an era in Minnesota hockey. We begin with tense moments in St. Paul, where firefighters fought a blaze at an apartment on University Avenue. One woman escaped, and a firefighter was forced to make a rare mayday call. WCCO Radio's Ari Bergeron has more from the scene. The blaze decimated the building's interior, leaving nothing but charred remains. Fortunately, no one was injured. Deputy Chief St. Paul Fire, Roy Macoso. The first unit responded inside of four minutes. Uh, when they got here, uh, they had uh, initial reports from dispatch that there had been an individual in one of the uh, upstairs uh, apartment units uh, that uh, got out through a window. One firefighter, however, encountered an extremely scary moment. I, I think in this situation, we're probably very fortunate. Basement fires are very difficult to fight. Um, obviously, heat rises, and as you're trying to go down those stairs, uh, you have hot gases, you have fire coming at it. The building has been deemed a safety hazard and is currently being leveled. Ari Bergeron, News Talk 830, WCCO. Police have released the names of two people killed at a motel in northern Minnesota earlier this week, as well as their alleged killer, who authorities said also fatally shot himself. Police have identified the victims as Patrick Jeffrey Rowers of Deer River and 22-year-old Shelby Marie Treadle of Cloquet. 32-year-old Nicholas Elliott Lenius of Ramsey fatally shot them both. They say they believe that he shot Treadle, who was working as a clerk at the Super 8 in Cloquet Monday evening, then exited the building and shot rowers before fatally shooting himself nearby. Still no word on a motive for the shooting. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. Plans to build a massive church are moving ahead in Plymouth after getting approval by the city council last night. Eaglebrook Church had threatened to sue the city if it didn't get approval for the 64,000 square foot facility. Plans were initially rejected by the Plymouth City Council last month due to traffic and environmental concerns. Last night's approval came with a few conditions, including requirements for roads, landscaping, and building design upgrades. Eagle Brook's proposed church would accommodate about 1,500 people inside and would include about 685 parking spaces. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minnesota's newest blackout license plates are turning out to be quite popular. As of right now, nearly 4,000 of the new throwback plates have been issued. Department of Public Safety Driver and Vehicle Services Director Pong Zhang. Our most popular plate is our, our critical habitat plate, and we issued 70,000 over the last year. And so 3,800 in a couple of days, that's, I, I think we're trending. Um, in a very positive direction, and it's clear that Minnesotans are very excited about this plate. He says there are now nine specialty plates available in the state. People can apply at several kiosks in the metro. Governor Walls thinks the popularity well. I think it's a nostalgia thing. It harkens back to a time when the simplest plates, um, early automobiles coming on, were black and white, and I think that's the, that's the thought to it. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. St. Paul has officially sworn in their first all-female city council. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2024 St. Paul City Council. Mitra Jelani, who will serve as council president, expressed her gratitude for her fellow councilwomen during the historic inauguration. Today is a day I invite you to remember change begins at home. This council should give everyone a reason to hope. We're here today to take the oath of office and welcome our council leaders to the next four years of working with and for our community. And it's my distinct honor to speak to this moment. 
with a majority of the council members being women of color and all being under the age of 40, they make up the most racially diverse city council in the city's history. And it's the first council in a U.S. city of its size to hit this milestone. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. A Minnesota hockey legend is calling it a career. Lou Nanny says that the 2024 Boys State Hockey Tournament will be his last behind the microphone. I wanted to do it right and at the right time, and I wanted to give the station notice so that they could go and plan for their future. And uh, 50 is a nice number, and it got to a point where I just felt that, uh, you know, I, I got to make the break sometime. And he's been the voice of the state tournament, broadcasting it for six decades. The 82-year-old was a star under then-Gophers coach John Mariucci at Minnesota from 1960 to 1963. He also spent his entire nine-year NHL career with the Minnesota North Stars and became the general manager and coach after retiring. He first broadcast the state tournament in 1964. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Nanny started calling the tournament 60 years ago and tells WCCO's Vanita Sakar he'll remember the games and all the great players that made his job fun. Their talent was so good that they were able to continue and do things like winning the gold medal for Broughton, Kristoff, Billy Baker, guys who played in the tournament like that, and and, uh, all the kids from Minnesota on that team that, Many of them had a chance to play in the tournament, plus the guys that played in the NHL and played so well afterwards. I'm Steve Simpson. Sun Country flight attendants represented by Teamsters Local 120 plan to hold an informational picket this afternoon at MSP and issue wages, which they claim are below industry standards, despite the airline posting record revenue and expanding their fleet of aircraft. The latest contract offer back in May of last year by the airline was rejected by 96% of the voting members. The picket lines will be up from 1 to 4 this afternoon. A popular lake in northern Minnesota is about to get busier. Vehicle restrictions are being removed on Upper Red Lake starting today, less than two weeks after over 100 people had to be rescued after they were stranded on an ice flow. Beltrami County Sheriff Jason Riggs says the warmer weather extended the ice rescue season. Normally we deal with this from about Thanksgiving till about the first week or so of December, and all throughout the entire year we might have seven or eight ice rescues. We had that in the first month of winter this year. Some spots on Upper Red Lake are reporting upwards of 13 inches of ice thickness and as little as three inches in other spots. Even with vehicle access being allowed once again, Riggs reminds people to be careful. If you're going to venture out onto the lake, we would strongly encourage you to do so through a resort who knows their ice conditions. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minnesota Pollution Control Agency is reminding folks to keep their salt use on roads in check this winter. It's estimated that nearly 400,000 tons of salt is used on roads in the Twin Cities each year. And mixed in with it is chloride, which is built up in toxic amounts in Minnesota's waterways. Chloride Reduction Coordinator Brooke Aslissom says if you can, don't use salt at all, even if it's labeled environmentally safe. There's currently no labeling laws in Minnesota that says that they have to provide all of that information or that the information they put on those uh, packaged bags of salt is actually accurate. She says much of the salt stays in the groundwater or in the local lakes and wetlands with no way to remove it. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, why millions around the country continue to deal with big storms, here in the metro things remain pretty quiet. We'll have a chance of snow tonight with little or no accumulation, and then Friday into Saturday, another round. WCCO Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas has the latest on some snow and some cold. I'm leaning more towards 1 to 3 for most of the metro 
starting up Friday and then tapering off Saturday. We're just going to get a taste, one of the outer bands of this megastorm that's going to dump another foot, foot and a half, Friday and Saturday on Chicago and Milwaukee and much of Michigan. The first half of next week, single-digit highs, if we're lucky. Nights dipping below zero, maybe four or five nights. Enough dry air swirling out of Canada to finally eke out some sunshine next week. But it will be numbing. Wind chills dipping down to 20 below. Next week could be the coldest week of the winter. Thanks for listening to 830 On The Go. You can find each day's On The Go and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.